0: Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are Loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, any and all feedback is welcome. That feedback gets the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So on the last episode, I discussed a period of my life where I was going through a lot of different eating and exercise disorder patterns and somehow the podcast, like they do, they just somehow spiral into this Interesting conversation um, with myself trying to make sense of different Jungian ideas and psychodynamic theory. And it was interesting because I started to have a conversation with myself about the capital S self. By no means am I going to try to do a super long podcast about the self, young self, but I can say that Jung described this as the center organizing experience of being, and this center of of organization is organized in symbolic and mystical religious terms. It's often referred in different parts of Jung's work as the imago dei, the, the, the god image, and I don't want to get into any metaphysical debates as like is god real right like that would be an interesting podcast so even if we don't have any epistemological evidence for the existence of god right because if we say that god visits us someone could say that oh that's just a projection of your psychology on you're having some type of mystical experience And so even though we don't have concrete scientific material evidence of God, Jung talked about this aspect of the psyche, the self, the capital S self, as our connecting principle through that self-organizing structure of the psyche through religious experience, mystical experience, and that offers intimations towards the divine And although you cannot know, Jung's offering was that you can and probably should still interact with this self-organizing aspect of the psyche because contact with the capital S self offers massive shifts in the different parts of our psyche, our relationship to our subjective sense of self, the ego, the mask that we wear to the world, the persona, all the different complexes that are organized throughout the psyche. Because this metaphorical center of, of the psyche has a pool that orders all the other aspects in a meaningful order, even if there is disorder, there's there's purpose and there's meaning. And again, like I said in the last podcast, if the ego, your sense of I, identifies with that center, self-organizing factor, then that's what's called inflation and we all go through periods of inflation and in the last podcast I talked about that period of time where I was trying to control and manipulate and organize my whole outer life through because my ego was possessed by all these unconscious complexes through that possession and the inability to act as if there is something other than my subjective sense of I pulling the levers and organizing this life that was in a way a state of inflation. And I wanted to share with you guys on the podcast today, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, in that period of time when things were falling apart. This was my first intimation at a mystical experience. I think I shared this a little bit in my podcast where I talked about plant medicine. This was years before plant medicine. But anyway, I just like randomly went to um, church one Christmas Eve with my mom. And it was during that period of time where shit was just falling apart completely. And I hadn't gone to church since I was confirmed. I was raised Catholic and so I kind of walked away from the Catholic Church after getting confirmed and really hadn't been back and so I'm in this really kind of fragmented vulnerable state in in my life where a lot of new things it was a it was a really big threshold experience because I was transitioning out of the didactic portion of PT school and I was moving to Charlotte, North Carolina where I didn't know anybody at all and also stepping away physically from the toxic relationship that I was completely tangled in. And so this was Christmas Eve. I moved to Charlotte uh, the day after Christmas and so within this period of time I was like really right on the threshold of like a death, rebirth experience. And so it's really interesting because when we're in those threshold liminal spaces, typically the unconscious gets pretty active during those times. And so anyway, I walk into this Catholic church. And if you've ever been to a Catholic church, it is actually really beautiful. The stained glass windows, the paintings, like there is immense beauty that can be found in... Catholic church but anyway I walk in I see this man that I haven't seen since I was a child he was one of the members of the church a really sweet old man and he said hey your mom said that you are going into a really new and exciting and scary time and you're moving away and I just wanted to let you know that I've been praying for you you are held in the arms of God and um holy crap, you know, like just hearing that from a complete stranger basically already kind of opened the gate to a pretty emotional experience that I was already feeling really emotional in general and vulnerable and raw and to hear that from somebody that you are held in this experience was exactly what I needed to hear to really open that inflated defensive ego structure into something New. And so I'm feeling really emotional um, and really deeply moved by his sentiment. Not to reduce this to because, but I mean, when you are going through a death and rebirth experience and you feel like you're not held, that evokes a sense of isolation, aloneness, terror, abyss. And just by this man's statement of being held, I mean it offered a deep sense of meaning to the whole experience i had no faculties to process that rationally but there was this felt sense of a meaningful order which to me is is that intimation of the capital s self and so okay so he's like priming the system for the religious experience i'm like In this incredibly religious place feel like this guardian angel has offered synchronistically offered me a message from the divine and then I go sit about three rows back and in the church that I grew up in there is a massive painting of Jesus being crucified on the cross Mary at, at on her knees below the cross watching Jesus suffer and as the music starts playing, I look up at this painting and oh my gosh, I, as I'm telling this story, I'm like getting emotional. Um, I mean, the amount of, the amount of feeling that coursed through my system at that time was beyond words. It was this religious and mystical experience because by seeing this image of somebody suffering so immensely and this grief-stricken woman on her knees in this pretty helpless and powerless position and just watching the suffering happen was was connecting me to the sense of powerlessness that I felt, the amount of suffering that I felt, the crucifixion psychologically that I felt. And this is where Jung's theory, this archetypal theory, I think is so psychologically sound. It's so spot on because with the unconscious, it's not just like Freud said, it's not just the personal unconscious. Jung... talked about the collective unconscious meaning it's the the common substratum that that all of us come primed into this world with these images myths stories patterns that have gone on throughout humanity that live in this kind of substratum and then you know sometimes we see a movie and it evokes this sense of wonder and awe, or maybe we're at this place, or maybe we're in a church looking at an image of the crucified Jesus suffering on the cross, and we're flooded with immense affect. And I sat the whole church service, so Christmas, it's a little bit longer, you know, it's, it's longer than an hour, but I cried the whole time. Just immense grief, um, immense... What this experience felt like was a prolonged lament. If you define lament, it's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. It really felt like a, a type of lamenting for this death that was happening in my outer world. But also that that death experience, the, the experience of death and suffering, and crucifixion is common throughout all humanity, throughout time. The connection to that, not that I could ever consciously connect to that at that period of time in my life, but that type of experience, it's so symbolic and mystical that it does offer this kind of bridge towards something greater than your isolated small little ego self your your isolated I and again this contact with the capital S self metaphorical center of the psyche it reconnects us it catalyzes us towards Meaning, How is this experience meaningful? And when we're disconnected from meaning, our suffering becomes the most intolerable, unbearable experience ever. If we don't have context of our suffering, again, it leads us to a state of alienation, isolation, and typically those experiences are going to take you farther and farther into feeling alienated, lonely, isolated until you start to pay attention to those feelings or something breaks through. If you're being crucified, (laughs) that tension, Jung said, that symbolic material breaks through and offers a way through that crucifixion. And that, in this experience was that intimation with with something bigger than myself having its hand on the lever, offering a deeply meaningful and moving experience in the totality of, of my life. And Jung uh, talked about this, but um, Edward Edinger wrote a book called Ego and Archetype, and he talks about this process of then creating a dialogue with that Um, metaphorical center that that archetype of meaning within and he called this the ego self axis part of the work of Jungian analysis but a lot of the work that I do with my clients is to create a relationship and a dialogue with those things that are Quote unquote, other than self. They're the foreigners and the strangers in the psyche because as we go through shadow material, as we go through the contrasexual other, the anima animus as Jung said, then we start to get intimations of this ordering factor of the psyche and when we start to do that we have a greater context. Of course we always have the propensity to become inflated and identify as the divine, but that relationship, that ego self axis, puts us in this space of deep devotion and reverence to that which we do not know. This experience in my life was one of the first experiences that I can consciously remember that really blew open those ego defenses and that religious, mystical energy flooded in and allowed me to relate to my experience and put my experience in in context to the wider story and myth. And so this episode is really to offer an invitation for all of you to reflect on, are there any experiences in your life, synchronicities or good examples, where perhaps these symbolic, mystical, religious experiences have happened, and perhaps how could that be an opportunity and an invitation from the capital S self to create a relationship with the unconscious, to dethrone the, the king, the old ruling principle, the egoic structures that are no longer working, that are no longer functioning well in isolation. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It's been really interesting sharing more personal aspects on the podcast lately. I really appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, dropping your ratings and reviews. Really, really appreciate it. So I hope that you guys have a good weekend and we'll talk on Sunday. Bye guys.